Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Do you have anything that's like uh, more dramatic? Do you want more dramatic? Yeah, could, you, could you play that for me just one more time? Can you do that or you don't have access? To I don't it? have that uh, access. I can, I'll have it, I'll tell you what, I'll have it ready for you tomorrow because then uh, we can abuse that, yeah, that dramatic sting. That felt like Back to the Future when he plugs in those amps. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it right there, ladies oh, and gentlemen. A boom. It's the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> bitches. Throw bitches in there at the end, too. That'd be good. Uh, a couple of great headlines I want to get to. I'm, I'm not going to read the stories right now, but, oh, I might, maybe. But two great headlines in the news. And these are real headlines. I'm not making these up. If you like your coffee black, you might be a psychopath, which is a good lead, I think. The, yeah, that's because, I don't know. It was just, I'm not a coffee person overall, but black coffee, you got to have a little, like, cream, sugar, something in yeah, there. Yeah, a little yeah. something to just, like, sweeten it up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do black coffee. You're right. I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't know why. My mother drank. Uh, you you want to see a picture of my mother? Here's a picture of my mother. She's sitting back in a chair like this, mm-hmm. got her cup of black coffee and the Marlboro. Yeah, there we hey. go. How you kids doing? Yeah. Maybe that's why her voice was like this. Hey, Tommy, get upstairs to bed. Yes, Mom, <laughs> absolutely. So, yes, if you uh, like black coffee, you might be a psychopath is one. And then there's another one, and I am going to read that story later on in the day, or maybe, you know, I'll get to one of them maybe before uh, we go to go to Judd. But uh, the second one, someone ordered delivery and left this note, knock quietly, I'm supposed to be on a diet. <laughs> now, that's pretty good, I would say. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that take. That's a good take, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, what happened over the weekend, I... Um, well, it was a long weekend. Not everybody had the day off, though. I was kind of surprised because uh, a lot of places, uh, p- people were still working all the rest of it. You would you would think that MLK Day would be a national. Well, it is a national holiday, but mm-hmm. why don't most people get it off? That's a good question. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I feel like there's always random businesses that will go. Well, since everybody else has the day off, we're going to work because then they're more oh, likely. Yeah? We're more likely to mm-hmm. make more money. That's true. That it, it might. What? It's about money. Who oh. ever heard of it? Yeah, especially in the service industry, you'll get those where you're like, oh, it's a you know, everybody has a day off. We can have the day off too, and then they go, well, no, everybody's going to want to have something to do. Yeah, they're going to have to come <laughs> eat somewhere. <laughs> no, that's exactly no. right. I do want to mention too that uh, Brit Brit, lame brain, Brittany is go- getting her. Uh, I can't say where it is or what it is or whatever, but she's getting her dream job coming up, which I'm very happy for her. She's a uh, She's a hell of a nice person, except to you guys. She wasn't very nice to you. I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. the one lasting memory is just constant <laughs> insults off the air. <laughs> Tiptoeing into the studio yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, since she's going to she's going to, she's going to be on a, on a show, but I just can't tell you where it is yet. But in any case, um, so congratulations to her. She's a sweet kid. I've known her since she was, I think, 20 years old, maybe 21. She was at KQ with me, and now she, what is she, like 84? 
Yeah, we'll just say she's a little bit older than 20. Not much. <laughs> no, if, if she was here, she would say she's a, she's a teen mom. Yeah, she's, she, she's on the later stage of 19. Yep. Yeah, teen mom. Yeah, yep. there you go. That's exactly it. But uh, worked with her over at the queue. And then she, uh, that's why we called her Quitney, because she quit. Yeah. So she was Quitney from that time. Where did she go? Do you remember where she went when she left the queue? Did she go right to Hubbard? I don't, I think so. I'm not, I don't, I don't believe remember. I knew Brittany when in her Quitney phase. Okay. Like she, I, once she came back and was, you know, a high ranking member over at the queue, that's when I got to meet Brittany. But that, that, then, then she was Quitney when she left that. That's oh, she left again? Quit. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Quitney. But I believe but no, it was I, just straight to Hubbard. I think that is probably true. So, yeah, we'll uh, let you know. When she lets us know, we'll let you know. Quitney is, well, look, I mean, she's a, a big-time friend. I love Quitney. She's a nut job. I mean, let's be honest. She's nuts. But yeah. I know I have a lot of uh, affection for people who are crazy. Yeah, but she's, mm -hmm. like, you know, in the best ways. Like, she is the ideal, yeah, true. ideal person to be around. Yeah, whether you, like, want to or not, she's going to make you be your friend. Or, like, make you yes. guys be friends yeah. type of thing. <laughs> That's true. I would like to mention something, and I would never mention this. Brittany, if you're listening, don't tell me you were listening, okay? I don't know if I could take her in a fight. I'm pretty confident against 99% of men, but I don't know about Brittany. No. She's, from the stories I've heard of her <laughs> drinking days and then just the fact that oh. she was in the military, it seems like she's the proper, like, uh, whatever, mixture of trained and crazy in a fight. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's funny because Tevin almost got his, his ass beat last week when she was in studio. Oh, really? <laughs> she went, but in, during the break, she ran down to the bathroom quick, and when she came back, Tevin was, like, behind the door or whatever, and so she just walked in. I was talking to her. He came up behind her and startled her. And I was like, there was a split second where you could see, like, all that training, that yeah. combat experience came into play. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you were going to get it. Yeah, I was hiding. <laughs> I was hiding in, like, behind the door. I was like, oh, I'll just jump out yeah. as she's, like, approaching. And I was like, yeah, she'll probably punch me in the face. And so I was like, yeah, let me move to scare from a different angle. So, but, yeah, my life flashed. No, but you know, I don't want to do it now because, you know, since, since she's uh, going to be on a different show and all the rest of it, she might not be awake yet. But at some point, we're going to have to call her and ask her if she thinks she could beat the piss out of all three of us. What do you think her answer is going to be? I think absolutely. Yeah, she would say absolutely. Yeah. Does she know that tricky, uh, like, United States uh, air uh, – she was in the Army, right? She was an mm -hmm. Army yep. person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you learn how to fight in the U.S. Army, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she was a medic, I believe, in the yeah. army. I believe that's true. Could you imagine your arm fell off and here comes Brittany? Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> I guess I won't need uh, long sleeve shirts on that side anymore. But, right. you know, uh, <laughs> but no, she she's something else. There's no question about that. But she's got that length, too. I mean, that's the other. She's got very long arms. Mm -hmm. And that helps, too. That's the other thing. I had a friend, well, actually in my position, my inseam and my, my pants is like 31 inches. And my sleeve length is 37 inches because I'm very monkey-like. You know, I just uh, – more in more than one way. Yeah, there you go. That's a good there impression of me that, right That was there. my – yeah. Really appreciate your impression of me uh, walking down the street. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll miss Brittany. There's no question about it. But she's quit on us before. So let's just blank her from our minds. Like, who, wait, who are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm not sure who we're even who, talking what? about. I don't know. I got one problem, though, because she's got these friends named Catherine Brandt and Alex Rasmussen. Oh, you're going to hear about Andy it. And Andy Bernard. So, 
it's going to be a problem. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, Brittany, congratulations. Like I said, I'll, as soon as she can announce it, we'll get that done. But we should still have her on like at least once a week until she starts working full time again. Don't you think? Have her on as a special guest. Ooh, yeah. yeah I, I would think so. Think so. Mm-hmm. Let's book her through like a. You know what I'll do? What's that? I'll, I'll call Art Sears and see if he'll book her. <laughs> What do you she's, think of she's that? going on a little press run for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she's going on a press run, exactly. Art Sears, by the way, is a guy in New York, or it's actually in uh, in Connecticut, that books our guest for us, uh, does a great job with that. So maybe I'll, I'll get a hold of Art and see if he'll call Brittany and go, Brittany, we'd like to book you on the Tom Bernard Show. Do you have any avails, uh, availability? <laughs> yeah. uh, I tell you, she's such a nutcase. The only thing I love about her, and this is true, I always have loved this about her, she gets this you know, goofy bullshit going on. Mm-hmm. And then she can get this very severe, I hope she doesn't punch me thing. And then the other thing is that very kind of sweetness. She's got a sweetness. She'll she'll tear up at the drop of a hat. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been moments on the show, depending on what we're talking <laughs> about, where she's like, we have to move on. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to end badly for me. <laughs> Nah, she's she's a hell of a nice person. Her mother, by the way, is a, a wonderful. That's where she gets it. I think it's from her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mom is a big fan of the show, which you know, Brittany never was, but her mom was, so that's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, so we just. Oh my God, Jesus, Palomino, that time goes by fast. I'm gonna have to keep an eye on that, aren't I? Yeah, maybe. I can. We we can get a code word in, maybe if you want that. I can be like, uh, <laughs> no, D- Dakota. <laughs> that, that's our cue. Dakota. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Uh, Score North. Judd Zolgad to join us just a couple minutes from now. Mike Lindell of My Pillow Employees want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. Thank you. They're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now. For the best prices ever, when you use promo code TOM, T-O-M, and you get free shipping on your entire order, get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0, also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long, six-pack towel sets for only $29.98, take advantage of free shipping on larger items such as mattresses, mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb, dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM, and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com, and please do use promo code TOM. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. I thought we fired Amy. What happened? Oh, she she never leaves. She's never going to leave, even though we fired her. She's always going to do the the intros. Absolutely. I suppose you know. Judd's looking at me like, did you really? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I knew she went nowhere. No, no, no. I I was trying to see how my camera is working. It looked a little slow from my end, but no, no. I I know that she's uh, she's not going anywhere because without her, I think we might collapse. Just comes apart. Just it's just it. That's it. Amy Daniels, story director. That's all we have to say. <laughs> all right, you got a lot to talk about today, Pally, because a, a few, couple of surprises, I would say, don't you think? Um, oh, most definitely, most definitely, including the the fact that um, I think it's a very plausible um, discussion that Eagles coach Nick Sirianni's job might be in jeopardy Ooh. a year after he made the Super Bowl. That's Ooh. an epic collapse. I mean, they lost to Tampa Bay last night. But beyond that, if you look where they were at at one point in the mm-hmm. season, and they went in the toilet, epic collapse. They're ten and one, right? At one point, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh I think one in six to end the season. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But and and in that town, they don't put up with any BS, man. Oh no. <laughs> That's not like here where we'd have long discussions about what do you think they should do if Kevin O'Connell, you know, what what should they do? Should they do in Philadelphia today? I guarantee you sports talk and the Eagles are like, let's rip the bandaid off this yeah. SOB. Let's get rid of them. There was a guy at the playoff game with a fire Sirianni sign. Like he brought it yeah. just in case. Oh, yeah. I feel like they all just People walk are... around with that in their pocket and it's yeah. like unfoldable. Yeah. And... yeah. People in this town don't understand. <sighs> Like though, and and they object to it, but I find it to be pretty hilarious. They don't understand, you know, what those East Coast, especially like Philly, is like. Oh God, Philly's a don't mess with Philly, and do not go in their stadium wearing another team's jersey. Not a good idea. I tried to tell people before the 2017 <laughs> NFC title game. I tried to talk about that on, on the old show on 1500 at the time, Tom. Sure. And fans are like, oh, I'm going to go in and wear it. I said, don't do it. I've seen people. I, I've seen people leave on stretchers. Don't do yeah. that. I mean, you could you could get beat up. There's no question about it. Oh God, yeah. Well, and and not just like sort of, not just sort of like jostled, not just sort of pushed no, around. You're nope. you're talking get your ass kicked. I to this day still love the fact it's the only place, Philadelphia, where they booed Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa comes to the game and they boo him. 
<laughs> Eagles fans are uh, easily the worst too. Like Flyers oh, yeah. and and Phillies and Sixers fans, they're very very passionate. But um, that football stadium, you are taking your life in your hands. It's amazing. There's no question about that. Yeah, ten and one, and they get their ass kicked last night, and mm-hmm. or over the yeah. weekend, I should say, I guess. Um, and then, how about those Packers? Uh, are they coming back at uh, us? Uh, my uh, God, Devin, uh, sick to my stomach. I know. Hey, Devin. <laughs> You should be in my age because, man, you played the Packers back when I was, let's say, in a teenager. Mm-hmm. You got your ass kicked every time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> can they just every time. One bad year. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> like, can they struggle one time? <laughs> Not even that. Can they just miss on a quarterback <laughs> yeah. ever? Yeah, you're right. Jordan Love looks tremendous. He does. Well, we got a – oh, that's right. We don't have a quarterback anymore. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, but such is life. It's uh, we we just keep forging ahead, and I I didn't get it. I watched bits of the. I didn't watch one complete game. I watched bits of, of a few of the games, and uh, I'm so, the Vikings are just not ready to go at people like that. They're just not. No, no, they're not big enough. They're not. Nope. You know, you you look at the common denominator when the playoffs start too, and it's run game, offensive line, physicality, defensive line. The Vikings aren't built like. Their defensive line, beyond the fact that Hunter, who is who is technically now because they play a three-four, an outside linebacker. But if you look at their actual defensive line, it's not good at all. It's 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 right. very, it's mediocre at best. And, and like, look at these teams and the way that they play now. You got to be able to literally kick teams' asses, and I don't mean on the scoreboard. I mean up front, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, they they. They are. They need uh, um, to definitely look at their structure and how you do things. And I appreciate speed; that's awesome, mm-hmm. and athletic ability. But there is something to be said for when you get to January, just being able to actually compete, go toe to toe with teams. And that's where I feel, you know, when you can't run the ball, and the Vikings literally can't run the ball. You're not going to win this time of year. Hell, you're probably not going to win in December, but you're not going to win in January. No, that's absolutely true. Why? What is it about the Vikings? They just can't ever in, what is it now, 62, 64 years, whatever the hell it is. It's a long time, Tom. They just cannot ever get it together. I mean, yes, got to four Super Bowls and looked horrible in all four of them. I just, why? Why do they do it? (laughs) that, That predates... My recollections, I want to know why they can't get to a Super Bowl to look horrible. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, yeah, they got to four in the – they were all in the 1970s, weren't they, all four of them? Yes, they got to the first one against – that. the first one was the 69 season, right? And it was played in January oh, 70. Yeah. Right, right. But, yeah, they I, – I mean, they haven't been back since, what, 76 season? 77, I think. Yeah. January of 77. I believe, so, yeah. Yeah, it's – frustrating well it's very frustrating because well i mean we got to have some patience it's only been 57 years or whatever what the hell how long has it been for god's sake it's been 47 years hasn't it yeah yes it has seven years since they've even been to a super bowl yes we've won two Uh, world series in that time and the last (laughs) one was 30 some odd years ago how about that well we also have a hockey team that's never won the stanley cup so what the hell is that all about 
We got hold on a second. We have two hockey teams. We've had two hockey teams <laughs> in the true. and the second one's never even been to a Stanley Cup. No, Forget winning right. one. What what is it? Is it is it because Minnesota fans are kind of complacent and they'll still support the team even if they get their ass kicked year after year? Is that what the problem is? I think it's a multitude of things, but I, I honestly do think one one issue is that um the fan base here and it's not the whole thing, okay? But there's mm-hmm. a lot, but there's a definite segment, and I think it's fairly large of the fan base in this town that basically tries to poo-poo and criticize the critics. So, like, if you're too hard on the team, they're like, "Oh, come on!" I mean, right, right. Tom Blair Walsh misses the easiest field goal in the history of field goals, and a group and a first grade teacher has her class send him all. Don't feel bad about it. Oh no, feel don't bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Feel bad. Yeah, yeah, feel like crap. Yeah, he's yeah, he's now selling like insurance or something like that down in Texas. So that makes me my heart a little warm because he's not in the NFL. But yeah, there is, I think you're right, Judd, kind of that, you know, we're always trying to look on the bright side of things. And sometimes people just need to be held accountable in sports because right now I feel like people can come here, you get a job in Minnesota, and you're like, it doesn't matter really how I perform. My job's gonna be safe because they're not their expectations aren't really that high. Yep. And we're always, and I, I also think that we're, we're instead of like being hard on the team, we're hard on the people who are hard on the team. Mm-hmm. Cause how dare you? We're from Minnesota. How dare right. you be hard right. on the team? So like, screw that. Be hard on the team. I could you just win a Super Bowl for God's sake? Uh, Stanley Cup would be good. Uh, an NBA championship since what, when was the last one? 1966 or something like that. <laughs> oh, here? Yeah. No, it was uh, it was the late fifties, right? Oh, it was the late fifties, so that's even better. Nice. <laughs> God. What is wrong with this place? All right, we haven't won a uh, national championship in, in University of Minnesota football since nineteen sixty one. What the hell are we doing? Well, yeah. at, at least you saw those, Tom. Yeah, it was all of eight. Right. Well, who cares? Tevin would take it. Tevin would take it. Right now, we don't get even get close. Like the highlight of my Minnesota's fandom is the Timberwolves with KG losing in the Western Conference Finals one year. Uh, The Vikings losing to the Saints um, in the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's about as good as it gets. Is really close, (laughs) or like in the getting blown out as well. Like we're never competitive in those games to get to the next level. Yeah. Just you would think by accident they could win a title. Yeah. Or like, get or how about get to one? Yeah. Get to one to be good now, yes. Just getting to one to be great. I, I I don't think Minnesota fans are complacent though either. It's not that the fans don't care. Our fans do care as far as I mm-hmm. can tell, right? So I don't know what the hell to tell you. I, I see that Atlanta's going after your boy from uh New England. Belichick, yeah, yep. he's gonna, yeah. I, I think he and and Robert Kraft of the Patriots had an agreement to split up here, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's yeah. not, he's not retiring. No, because no. he's fifteen wins away from setting the all-time wins yeah. record, so he would rather hang around for you know two, three years to get that and go out on top. Yeah, that'll. Well, I think that's a good way to put it. You got to go out on top if you're a guy like him. He's a phenomenal coach. There's no, mm-hmm. you can't even argue that point. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. It's just, uh, I, God, I wish I hadn't brought, brought up Minnesota sports. Now I feel like crap, and I will the rest of the day. Thanks a lot, sports in Minnesota. Yeah.
It's all my fault. Jeez. If I hadn't appeared, if this handsome mug hadn't appeared on this screen, you never would have thought about it. This okay. handsome mug, he oh, says. I'm not well, denying I, that it's true, but... I gotta sell somebody on that. It sounded good. <laughs> I said it with complete confidence. It, well, Judd, did. do we have any hope? I mean, now we're officially in NFL draft mode, at least here in Minnesota. Do we? Are we looking for, like, a Michael Penix? Do you think we'll go defense? Do you have any early indications on what you would do? Well, I would go quarterback um, because they, they need one. Like, if they bring Kirk back, they need one, but... I. I'm a little bit concerned that they're going to bring Kirk back and they're going to think that they can win. And so they'll go defense. Uh, now they do need help there as well, but I just, to, to go back to what we said, they've got a lot of positions of need that don't, you know, they're not the sexy positions. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to see them tear it down. Cause I don't think it's necessary. Like, like, I mean, Tampa Bay just want a playoff game. Green Bay was like two and five. I don't think a teardown is necessary. I do think having your ducks in a row is though. Mm -hmm. And I feel I feel like part of the problem here is is we a lot of times tend to think we're close when we're not necessarily mm -hmm. that close. You know, hey, Kirk Cousins comes back, we could win it. Well, he's <laughs> going to be 36 and his Achilles just popped. Right. So that's is what he, concerns me. He's only 36. God, he's been Great. around for a long time. Mhm. Mm 35 right now, and he'll be 36 in August. Um, yeah, he was drafted out of Michigan State, what, in the fourth round in the mid-2000s. Yep. That's amazing. I told you, I, he sat at the next table at a restaurant that I was on vacation, and he was at the next. I didn't talk to him or engage with him or any of that stuff. I was just surprised at how slight he is. Yes. I mean, he's a very thin guy. Uh got some talent i'm not saying he doesn't but i was kind of shocked because usually you run into an nfl player and it's like holy god is that guy huge right mm -hmm. but he's a very slight guy I, I don't know seems like a smart guy he's pretty bright isn't he cousins yeah oh yeah. no i think he's bright i think he's bright i don't know he can i i've always said i don't think he'll ever win a super bowl no um but that being said yeah he's and you know what he's a good player it, it's not the mm -hmm. question of that but you have to you have to have your quarterback eventually, and that's the Vikings thing is they always, you know, and Tom, they've done this for years. They always bounce from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. Um, I would love to see a coherent plan here. I would, too. No, I, you only got one more minute left, so I got to bring this up. I don't know why it happened, uh -huh. but it did happen. In the middle of the night, I had a dream, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because you know, we changed the format on the show here. Maybe that's what it was, looking back at the rest of it. You guys probably don't remember this because you're probably too young, but uh, when Randy Brewer went into the uh, NBA, do you remember mm -hmm. that when that happened? I, with Milwaukee Bucks, yes, I do. We, uh, over at the Q, put out a song. Well, remember the song, White Bird in a Golden Cage? You remember that song? Vaguely, yes. Vaguely, yeah. Well, we redid that song. Randy Brewer, who was what? He was like seven foot two, wasn't he? Yes. Huge. We did. White boy in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Herman Munster for the Golden Gophers. Uh, it just popped into my head. What would have brought that into my memory? Why last night? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. The brain's a weird thing, my man. They, <laughs> dreams don't dreams don't necessarily make sense. AJ, that song's got to be out there somewhere. A white boy in the NBA. It's got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> well, that yeah. needs to be the anthem for every white player drafted in the NBA from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Randy. I only met Randy once. He was a very pleasant guy, right? He was from Lake City, Minnesota, right? Lake City. Lake City. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he once uh, scored 50 points for the Wolves. Yeah, I think you're right. Some, like, right. arbitrary, weird-ass, never-would-have-expected-it performance by Randy Brewer. Always heard from everybody what a nice guy he was. I only met him one time. He was very pleasant. But everybody's talking about what a nice guy Randy Brewer is, which mm -hmm. is nice to hear, right? All right, Palomino, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Perfect. Talk Good to you all then. All Thanks right, bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, scoring our Judge Zolgad. Take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice, about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security and investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I'm Tom Bernard, and I'm a paid endorser. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to Set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Which one of you hung yucks left your mic on that whole break? I don't think anybody did. Oh, yes, they did. The whole break I heard. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Oh, that might have been me, Tom. Nice. Oh. Maybe you don't want to bring them up there, AJ, before the end of the break. I, I think I might have been clearing my throat. <laughs> but did you, you started humming, too. You started going, do, 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 do. Um, I might have. I, I, you know, you there's guys. always a happy song playing in my head, Tom. So <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. No, I understand you're a very happy man. I'm just, you know. Probably the happiest. A little, little distracting is all I'm saying for the people who, you know, paid to have their announcements on the show. So, you know, we'll just keep an eye on that from now on, Jill. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. I guess um, I could have sworn that I had it potted down, but that's my fault. No, it's both your faults. I hate both of you. I just like to point that out. I'll, you know uh, I'll go clean out my desk right now. There, you have a desk? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of them, actually. I, I don't say, have a desk. Well, I get a desk. You have one to spare? Because you know, I, I don't have one. <laughs> You don't have Are a you desk, have one either? No. You guys have kind of a floating workspace, though, up there, don't you? Like, people, like, kind of sit down wherever they want. Kind of first and... come, first serve. It's a, like you said, it's very yeah. fluid. I like yeah. that term. Yeah. Very fluid, actually. Yes, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert with us from Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Any big stories this morning? Uh, well, I'd say the, the the Iowa caucus last night was sort of our, our big story today, although I right. don't think anybody was surprised at all by the results. Uh, Donald Trump sort of ran away with it. DeSantis came in second, which might have uh, maybe surprised a couple people. Mm-hmm. It, what was interesting um, was that the fact that it was so cold and the weather was kind of right. crappy. Right. The turnout was very, very low. And I part of that the experts will say that plays into the fact that most people thought Donald Trump was going to be the winner no matter what. So maybe less people were activated to, to get out and do the caucusing. So if you guys ever lived in a, in a state that actually did like the caucus per se, Nope. Yeah. So it's, I think they had it in, we lived out in Washington. I think they had a similar thing as they have in Iowa, which is, it's a whole different deal. Like you get, you got to sit there with people and you've got to talk about it. And you, it's, it seems like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people like to keep their politics to themselves, walk up to the ballot box, yeah, do your thing, drop it in, walk away. I, I would, I, you know, I would think that would be a whole different kind of experience like they do it down in Iowa. And I think there's some other States too, but yeah, they probably do. You know, it's actually kind of interesting because Catherine and I were watching it last night. And it just dawned on me, basically, because I thought this when I was a teenager, when I was in my 20s, my 30s. I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't really want to give my opinion on, on politics anymore because it needs to be turned over to younger people. That's the future of America. So turn it over to the young. I, don't, I really don't want to give any political opinions anymore. Today is, I'm, I guess I'm not announcing that, but I, in a way I suppose I am. But I just, um, the future is what? 25 to 64. 
it's good we're turning it over to the younger people with two um, fairly old men. <laughs> exactly right. Maybe you got my message. Maybe neither of them should be running for president. Well, I, 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 there's probably plenty of people who would agree with that. But. <laughs> it's like, but don't you think that's fair? I, I learned that from a from a neighbor of mine who was, uh, you know, he, he just came start talking to me one day but I said Tommy I, how old are you now I said I'm 21 he said we're, we're turning it over to you uh, you know it's, I'm at a point in my life where I I really don't feel like giving my opinion politically because my future and at that time I think the guy was like 80 years old or 75 or something like that and he decided that because uh, back then 75 was a lot of people croak well it's a lot of people still do die at 75 years old but he just thought I I, I don't feel that I should be contributing to this or at least if I do vote, I don't really want to talk to any about uh, about who I voted for or what I voted for or any of that kind of stuff. So I learned it from – but I decided yesterday while watching that, it was time for me to say, you know what, I don't have a political opinion anymore. That's fair, don't you think? Yeah, and, you know, it is an interesting thought. I, I personally feel that, like, the older I get, it's best to just leave all my opinions to myself. Well, well, see, there you go. I think that's a good follow-up right there. Yeah, why don't you just shut up completely there, TV? Yep. <laughs> well, that works. Maybe that's well, a result of also having two teenagers in the house. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, it's true. And by the way, I just uh, I'm not doing it because you know I I do believe that maybe both of them are too old to be running for president or. Maybe not. I don't know. It's not my position. But I just, I was thinking about that. It's like, you know, turn it over to the youth of America. Not too youthful. Don't get me wrong. Don't get too low on the totem pole. If we turned it all over to the youth of America, we'd all just be looking at TikTok for the rest of our lives. (laughs) That's true. Exactly right. I've never, I'm not on social media at all. I don't do any of that stuff. And, well, Andy's here. Andy ha- kind of handles that for me, actually. He and his wife do. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you think that's a fair position, though, don't you? At, at, at some point, and it just struck me last night, this is the day for me. It, uh, I don't really want to give any more political opinions about anything. It's none of my business, actually, right? Yeah, I mean, what were you going to say, Tim? I mean, yeah, it makes it makes sense what you're saying, Tom. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the older generation definitely has the wisdom of, you know, living through things. So there is mm-hmm. kind of that yeah. give and take of, you know, yes, it is, you know, the generation or the you know new generation coming in is kind of the got to take over because it's their future. But at the same time, you know, you kind of rely on the older generation to be like, hey, you know, we kind of went down this path before. This might right. not work right. out the way you uh, anticipate. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You can still still get involved in some conversations mm-hmm. here and there, but um, yeah, I just it'd be interesting to see. You know, Andy's in studio. Obviously, you can see him behind me there. Hi, Andy. Uh, hello. <laughs> he hops over. Turn everything on here. You got to turn. He got. He's got it all working. And everything. Now, Andy, we're talking about the fact that I just I don't really want to talk much politics anymore because I'm of an age where it's like I'm turning it over to people your age. What do you think of that? Um, well, the minimum age to become president is 35. Mm-hmm. So my age is still barely like I would be a very young president. Yeah, you would be. I don't know. I think like mid 40s is probably a good place for a president to be, you know, old enough to know pretty much anything they're going to need to know. But but as a voter, don't you? At the, I mean, at this point, 
it's time for, for guys like me to step aside and go, hey, we'll follow your lead. It's your future, and you should build your own future. And you know what? If you make mistakes, we did too. Yeah, I think 70 is a little, it's too old to be a president. Well, and they're going to be 80. And they're, they're going to be 80. That's definitely too old to be a president. Well, yeah. And Tom, for your, like, just for your own mental health, like, you've stressed about politics your entire life, essentially, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, it's you true. know, what, let me relax and you guys worry about it for now. Well, I got lucky because I was a Democrat for a long time, then I was a Republican, and then I kind of went centrist on the whole situation. So I've been in all the – and look, I voted for Democrats. I voted for Republicans the last go-around a couple years ago. So I've always – I've never voted a straight ticket for any party in my life because there are some people I just don't care for, you know. So that's that's – I guess a good way to put that is, oh, look at Andy working on the sound system. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what, what don't you like? Quality could be a little better. That's what everybody thought this morning, Andrew. There's no question about it. But yeah, I think I think it's a situation where uh, now look. I mean, down in Iowa, it's a different story because you know these people have their own lives, and and if you're even in your 90s, you should still vote in Iowa because it's a completely different. They don't have a major city in that state, and uh, they make their money a different way. They live their lives a different way, and I think. That's important too, right? Yeah, and I, you know, uh, but then it goes back to the bit of you're walking into your, you're walking into the booth, you're making your choice, you're dropping your ballot in, you're not having really a conversation about it, you're making yep. your choice for the reasons that you want to do it. But no, you're absolutely right. I just think that's that's the way it is, and um, I got no problem with that. I really don't have any problem with that whatsoever. You know what finally pushed me over the top? What? Is and again, I'm not being negative here. It's just a different experience. Uh, it was uh, the caucus day in Iowa. I was not in Iowa; I was in a different state. But I saw a young woman, and um, she was talking politics, and she leaned very strongly one way. But you could see it coming. You know why you could see it coming? Was that she had blue hair? She wants everyone to know that she's a Democrat, baby. That's all. I, see, not, that's a problem, though, because all redheads are not uh, Republicans. So that's going to create a problem, <laughs> right? You know, your blue hair is sending the wrong message. I think message. you're making an assumption, Tom. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this was not an assumption. I can guarantee you that. I think everyone needs to Google opposmatism. They'll understand very quickly what's happening there. Opposmatism? What is that? It's the mechanism by which an animal will develop very bright colors to display that it is poisonous. Oh, it's a good move. It's human opposmatism. That's my theory. So red and blue hair. Well, your mom's kind of got red hair. Well, but, you know, there's red and then there's Ronald McDonald red. Well, that's true. It's a very good point. All right, Mr. Egger, what else you got, Pally? Uh, well, I've got a new list of the healthiest and unhealthiest states, according to Forbes magazine. Where do we think Minnesota falls on that? 25. You're right. You're talking about right now. I would say healthiest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go top 20. I would, I'm going to go 19. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah, probably. Four? Four? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Boy, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, see, I was yep. being conservative there in my view. It's uh, That's the only Midwest state listed in the top 10. So you got Hawaii, Utah, Connecticut, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Colorado, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Washington, and New York. And 50 is Mississippi, of course. Uh, 50 <laughs> is West Virginia is uh, the – and uh, then, Really? Yeah, West Virginia, Mississippi, Tennessee, yeah, 
Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Ohio. And this last one surprised me a little bit. Indiana. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That does surprise me, too. I agree. Right in the center of the United States, you think they'd be very conscious of all this? My only insight I can add to that is I have a friend who recently traveled through southern Alabama, or um, <laughs> Freudian slip, uh, through southern Indiana, mm-hmm. and he was very surprised about what that was like. He said yeah. it, it felt like it was more like being in the south than it was the Midwest. I could see which, that, absolutely. Which makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mo, definitely. There you Another, go. Thank you, Pally. Have a magnificent day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, you guys. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes right after this. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's the reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to her. Big shot. Now for an exciting... My mic's not on. Now for an exciting new segment I call New Show, New Problems. Okay, we have a new problem. Yes, we do. The audio quality is not so good. Okay, so what are we going to do? Um, I have some ideas, but I didn't want to do it during Chris's segment because, you know, that's that's rude. I think you'd make him sound worse. That'd be great. 
well. I don't think we could even accomplish that. See, because in my headphones, everything sounds really good. Why would that yeah. be? Mine sounds like almost like your gain is extremely high. Really? Yeah. Like on both one, of your both Let of me your try mics. this. Andy's giving it a whirl. That's why Andy came in early to make sure the audio was all set. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the 2024 version of the Tom Bernard Show, and it's going to be done right. Is that improving things? Is that improving right now? What he's doing? Yeah, that actually sounds a lot better initially. There you go. So what was it? Uh, I can keep going. Yeah, that's you sound much better. Okay. What if I do one more notch? Uh, Okay, he's doing one more notch right now. Is that even better, or is that too low? Um, it, I don't think it really made too I think, much of a difference. I think we're kind of in that sweet spot. I think whatever you just went to, it, it it sounds better now, but we're still getting a little bit of feedback on our end from yeah. your guys' end, if that makes sense. Really? Well, I can keep going. Okay. That's super low now. Oh, yeah, that's way That's Yeah, that's too way low. too low. Okay. Okay. So what, uh, where would the echo be coming from, though? That's not echo. I like that. So this is, this is better anyway? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty much perfect. Oh, good. AJ, are you getting any echo well, there still? There we go. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not hearing it at. It, it's still very faint, but it's not like it's. I think that's just because I am hearing just, everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just AJ, this mic that I'm hearing an echo of. Well, but let me ask you a question. Were you out drinking last night? Oh no, I never. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, the echo. Drinking worked. what? Water? Yes. Of yes, course. water. <laughs> I was drinking water last night. There's no question about it. <laughs> Nice, you know, run it by, make sure. Well, see, that's what I like about it. We get everything, uh, get the sound taken care of and all the rest of it. And, you know, we yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, the show, for people who might have just uh, jumped in, all, all the rest of it, it's going to be an hour and a half long like podcasts are supposed to be, which is good. And then we'll do the family show 15 minutes after this show. So they're not going to bump up against one another anymore. So you can be a very selective listener, either to the morning show, to the family show, or both. It's up to you. It's a good way to do it. Just leaving it up to people, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would recommend both because why would you want to get one without the other? But to each I his own. Agree. Yeah. That's like the 100%. burger without the fries, you right. know? That's the banana without the split. It's uh, separate, they're okay, but together it's a you know, great combo. Yeah. I, well, no, see, I agree with that 100%. I, I think you're 100% correct there. Okay, now, so we got about nine minutes in this deal, so I want to run those things by you again. Yeah. Should I read, and Andy, you weren't here when I first read them. You liking the sound, Andy? Come together for you? There's still a little bit of fuzziness, but it's on our end now. Well, I mean, not now, but it's been that way. Why? It's fuzzy? Because I don't <sighs> hear the fuzziness. Um, it's, it's very, very subtle. I yeah. don't think without studio headphones you would be able to tell, oh, okay. but I can tell. Um, mm. How do I, I... In my headphones, I sound fine to me, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, I th- oh, You sound good. Yeah, I think both of you sound good. I can just hear the... Like almost like the power current type sound, yeah, a little power bit. Power current, like like the what you're talking about, the feedback, like a, a slight hum, yeah, like the. Hmm. Oh, uh, what if I do this? Yeah, now it's on. That yeah. would be the ventilation system in here because for some reason their thermostat was set to 83 when I walked in, so I had to kick on the AC. Otherwise, we might die in this room. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who set it on 83 like last week. Yeah, well, it could have been that, or you know, it could I don't be know. your schedule messed up. The schedule? Yeah, we got to get it scheduled. I hate okay. Those thermostat <clears throat> schedules—they're obnoxious. So we're good. Yeah, I, I understand that. I don't know why they ever did that. It makes no sense to me either. But in any case, got a great guest coming up in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Cove will join us. Season five of NBC's Magnum PI currently available on Peacock. You guys like that show? 
Magnum PI. Yeah, he, he's been in Cobra Kai too. I would say I was more of a Cobra Kai fan. Yeah, yep. But yeah, Magnum PI was. I mean, it was okay for what it was. Well, his dad was in Cobra Kai. Was he in Cobra Kai too? Because um, Martin Cove is his dad. I thought he was in. Maybe it was just his dad. Uh, or no, yeah, he was in there. He was like one he of the bullies. Yeah, he was one of the bullies in season three. It looks like. He looks like a bully. <laughs> yeah, totally. Let me just put it that way. He looks very bully-like. He looks like the lead character in every high school movie. Like he's like Oh, the, really? Yeah, he's like yeah. the jock guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You guys ever talked to Martin Cove, his father? No, no, I have not. He is one strange guy, man. I did an interview with him, um, I suppose, a couple years ago. And I would ask him a question. And the woman who was with him in the studio would repeat the question to him. And then he would answer it, okay. which I don't really understand. You can hear me. Why does she have to tell you what I just said? Yeah, unless it's a different language, like we can just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's, yeah. yeah. Hmm. There you go. Oh, they have them listed, though, uh, that Jesse Cove is the son of pop culture icon Martin Cove. So he's a pop, co- he's a pop culture icon. What do you think of that? Yeah, I wonder what level of fame you have to get to to be considered an icon. Kind of like the assassination versus murdered. Like, what level of stardom yeah. do you have to get to? <laughs> well, that's to? true. It's a good point. You're making a good point, no question about it. But Okay, so do you want me to read? Because we have uh, we have an, enough time to get a story in here, which I'm, I'm glad uh, for that. Would you rather hear, if you like coffee black, you might be a psychopath? Or someone ordered delivery and left this note, not quietly, I'm supposed to be on a diet, which I think... I- you leave a message about be quiet. I'm not supposed to be eating. That's real nice. <laughs> we, we can go with the delivery one yeah. if, you're, if you're feeling that one. You want the delivery one? Okay, we'll go with the delivery one. I'll read that one because it's got to be a good story, I would imagine. That's, yeah. you know. When you order food delivery now, you can usually customize the drop-off, the uh, contactless deliveries during the pandemic, like then. A restaurant in the UK recently got an amusing request in the delivery notes section. It said, not quietly, I'm supposed to be on a diet. Whatever the diet was, this was definitely a cheat meal one way or the other. The order was for a nine-inch Texas barbecue-style pizza. Oh, yeah. Why only nine-inch? Get the big what Man. Who was on a diet. You're right. Well, that, that's, so. I forgot. Yeah, so the nine-inch. If you're mm-hmm. cheating, though, that's the meal to do it with, a Texas barbecue-style pizza? Yep. Oh, oh, my goodness. Plenty good. Oh, wait a minute. That's not where it ended. There's the problem. The order was for a nine-inch Texas barbecue-style pizza, a double chocolate ice cream waffle with chocolate sauce, and a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) A little sugar? Right. Also, I don't care how quietly the, you know, delivery driver knocks. Where are you going to go eat this where your significant other doesn't notice you're gone for, you know, a half an hour (laughs) as you eat this pizza and chocolate waffle? I love that stuff. Honestly, God, there's tons of sugar in barbecue sauce. There's tons of sugar in double chocolate ice cream waffles. There's tons of sugar in chocolate sauce. And there's tons of sugar in a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of sugar, man. Yeah, it's like those people that stop at McDonald's on the way home and shamefully eat the burger and fries in the driveway before they <laughs> head in. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. The restaurant posted a photo of the receipt and said that they made sure the uh, driver honored the request because they didn't want to betray the customer's trust. See, there you go. That's very nice, though. Yeah, you know. 
also, like, you kind of betrayed it by posting yeah. this to social media because well. somebody probably found out. <laughs> yeah, Terry Terry J. Hayes ordered this. I hope his missus doesn't see. Yeah. And so his wife is probably like, don't you love barbecue brisket pizza and chocolate waffles? Like, yeah. she probably can put two and two together and figure it out that it was him. Yeah, don't you? You're absolutely right. There's no question about it. So that actually worked out better than I thought it would because I didn't know that he, he had gone. Oh, I shouldn't say uh, does it say he was a he, or did I just assume that? Uh, doesn't really say. So it was a man or a woman. But uh, the amazing thing about it is, if you're going to cheat, I suppose you would order the three, four best thing, the things you like best, correct? Yeah, if you're going to do it, you got to really commit. You can't just, you know, go halfway. That sounds like you're wrecking, like, the rest of your day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine, you know, if you think it's worth it. I have a question for you. If you're on a diet... And then you break your diet by eating this. Wouldn't all that sugar give you an extreme headache? Yeah, I think it depends on how long you've been on your diet. Because any, you know, if you were on a very strict diet and then now all of a sudden you do this drastic change, it's definitely going to mess with your body chemistry. But if it, you know, wasn't that big of a switch up or if it was pretty recent, it might not hurt them that much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I just... That's a lot of sugar for one day, though, don't you think? Yeah, regardless if you're on a diet or not, that's probably not an <laughs> advised meal. No. Yeah, I wouldn't think so in any case. Okay, so we do actually have time. I'm really happy about this. We have time for the other story, too. If you like your coffee black, you might be a psychopath. Oh, you're celebrating that, are you? Well, I'm just happy we got time for two stories. Are you kidding? I know. I agree. You're there absolutely we right. There we go. Well, we'll get, this, we'll get this new timing down. It'll be magnificent. It's a different timing. You're yeah, right about we're that. We're knocking the rust off. That's all. That's exactly what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. If you like your coffee black, you might be a psychopath. I, I do not like my coffee black. I like a little uh, sweetener and a little uh, little cream in there. Um, you guys drink coffee? I don't, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I like the taste of it, but I just never drink it. Yeah, no, I'm not a big coffee person. Like yeah, I, you're not, are you? Like Brittany, she always, or well, she used to bring coffee in for AJ and her, and I, she's like, yeah, I just don't even ask you what you want because I know you're not going to drink it. Yeah, I, I like coffee. I, I can't do it black, though. I need something that, like... Oh, God. I feel like no. if I have a cup of black coffee, like, it just sits in my stomach. Mm. I like I need creamer, that, just something, you know... It's got to be like a turtle, vanilla. turtle mocha latte, oh, yeah, cappuccino, talk something. Talk yeah, dirty to me. <laughs> One thing I will tell all three of you, you didn't, I, I think, well, I'm almost certain that you didn't have to go through this period. When I was a young child and a teenager... Coffee like Folgers or Maxwell House or whatever came in a can. Oh, I remember and those days. Yeah, you could taste the can in the coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could. It was like, oh my yeah. god. Well, wasn't it the yeah. best part of waking up? Was Folgers in your cup? It was wasn't Folgers the, yeah. in your cup? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My mother was a big coffee drinker. Like I said, the, mm. the cup of coffee and the cigarette, and she was ready to go. She had her Folgers and she had her Winston or whatever it was. She's good to come. Did it no taste point. good like a cigarette should? I suppose. I suppose that's probably true. Do you take your coffee black? Congratulations. You might be a psycho. Uh, social media is obsessed with an old study from 2016. I don't know how old a study that is. It was only eight years ago. An old study from eight years Uh-oh. ago. Officer Dave only drinks black coffee. Uh-oh. Well, he looks like a psycho, psycho officer guy. out there. Yep. Is it good to have a six foot four, 310 pound psychopath in the studio? <laughs> No, caffeinated? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) The caffeine is the problem part of that equation. Only decaf for him. Yes. I agree. Um, 
an old study from 2016 found that you're more likely to be a psychopath if you enjoy things that are bitter, uh, things like uh, black coffee, dark chocolate, and gin and tonic. Are gin and tonics bitter? I wouldn't Depends on how so. much tonic you put in there. Oh, is it tonic the- water is extremely bitter. I oh, okay. hate it. Okay. It looked at the food and drink preferences of a thousand Americans and uh, at personality traits like how narcissistic, aggressive, and sadistic they were. It found that people who like bitter stuff are more likely to have the types of antisocial uh, qualities psychopaths have, and they were more likely to take pleasure in seeing other people suffer. See, that's something I never understood. Two things I do not understand about human beings, and I'm running these by you guys. I do not wish to see other people suffer, because I don't want to suffer, so why would I want to watch you suffer, right? Right. I mean, does that make any sense to you? No. Well, zero. ostensibly, you're not a psychopath then. So that makes I suppose sense. that's probably true. And the other thing that drives me insane, and again, that's another reason I'm glad that um, I'm not very political anymore because I've aged out of it, I guess is the best way to put it. I do not understand going out of your way to harm another person because if you harm them, you're harming their spouse, their children, their grandchildren. But do they never think about that part? That if that if I go after somebody and they have a family, I'm harming the family probably more than I'm harming them. Don't you think? Yeah, nobody thinks about that. They just look at the immediate person they're hurting. So do you think they're just not? They're too dim to understand that. I think they just kind of look at it as well. That's collateral damage. Like if you didn't want. They look at it as, you know, like if I'm hurting, you know, person A, then person A should have thought about that yeah. with, you know, in regards to their family. I suppose it's true. Well, we have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Jesse Cove will join us right after this. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and 
This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen to how she does that. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. She's like sucking her voice down. Do you hear that? Yeah. It's like she's trying to outdo you. <laughs> this isn't a competition, Amy. It all works out. Let me know when uh, Jesse's ready to go, if you would. All set. He's good to go now. Ladies and gentlemen, season five of NBC's Magnum P.I. currently available on Peacock. Son of pop culture icon Martin Cove, Jesse Cove, our special guest. A lot of pressure on you having a, a very famous dad, Jesse. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. <laughs> the Tom Bernard Podcast, Jesse. Oh, you know what? I, I want to call podcast. in. When you're doing Magnum P.I., I want to call in and... and I'm going to kill this guy if you don't get over here right now. I can sound very evil. What do you think? You know how fun it is to do those voices when you're actually on set? I, it's like, <laughs> actually, I, did, I, I did this Western with Kevin Sorbo like a month ago. And, you know, Hercules, of course. And he's such a great, he's such a nice man. Great a Great guy. time. And uh, there was a scene where he and I are like facing off. And it was one of those things where two actors' voices just kept getting lower and lower. As <laughs> it was like, he goes, he says something like, why don't we take this outside? And I say like, well, let's go then. And then it's like, can we do it again? And he goes, why don't we take this outside? Well, let's go then. <laughs> well, you're a big fella. You don't have to worry about that kind of thing. You just, you're intimidating the way it is, aren't you, Jesse? I mean, I, I th- thank you. I am, I'm like six foot three. Um, and I, I do enjoy playing villains, but I'm a nice guy in real life. I love animals. I'm super kind to animals and people. That's one thing I love about, you know, in the world is, is everyone needs to be just a little bit kinder. Um, so, but I do appreciate a good, you know, having a good edge and rock and roll and being rebellious at the same time. You know what, Jesse, I agree with you 100% on that. It is time for everyone. I know it's the political season, and we're going to have a president, whether a new one or the same one or whatever. People, I think, do need to focus on being kinder to one another because everybody's kind of a prick right now, and it's getting old. i got to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's just people are, I think... You know, everybody's with the modern day of technology. Everything is everything. Everyone wants everything. Instant gratification right now. Need this mm-hmm. now. Hurry up. You know what I mean? Back in the day, it was like everything kind of took a little bit more time to get things done. And you, you kind of, you know, appreciated, uh, you know, that stuff a little bit more. So now it's like everybody, you know, even when people get on an airplane and it's like, you know, I don't even think people appreciate flight anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. Um, an iconic series, Magnum P.I. What, what were your thoughts when they came to you and said, hey, look, Jesse, let's do this. Let's do Magnum P.I. Um, it, it's an iconic show. There's no question about that. Did you have uh, in your mind an idea of how you wanted to play the role your way uh, from the very beginning? Oh, well, I, I was floored when I when I first got this audition. I read the, I, sure. I read you know part of the episode, and there was this, there was this, the, the cool thing was that my character, you think he's good and then he's bad, which is always fun to play, to see that, you know, that switch. And then me and Jay Hernandez, who plays Magnum, we end up having this, like, shootout and a huge fight in an elevator, like this crazy brawl in an elevator with a knife. And just, I mean, it was just so much fun. And I, that, to me, was just really, really exciting. You know, and I, I, I helped close out the series. You know, it was a series finale. You know, there was, you know, there was nothing else after that. You know, the show's done. So it was really exciting to be a part of that. And I felt very lucky to be there with, with the whole cast and crew, you know, at the end. 
Well, that's how it's supposed to be. That's great. It's great to hear. It shows you have uh, you care and you have a personality. That's a good thing, Jesse. No, thank you. Thank you. I try. You try to get it going. There's no question. One thing I will tell you, Jesse, is you did inherit something from your father. Uh, They sent a picture along with the descriptor and all the rest of it. And you're looking at me right now from the piece of paper I have in front of me. You, you and your father can get a very intimidating look on your face. Where, where did you learn that? Maybe you learned it from him, and where did he learn it from? I, you know, my dad grew up in the streets of New York. You know, he didn't uh-huh. have anything handed. He didn't have anything handed to him, so he, you know, he fought his way to get to where he is. And, uh, you know, he definitely imparted some of that onto me. And, you know, you know, my dad is really a sweet man, and he always makes the joke that he, he cries at supermarket openings. Um, and, (laughs) but he's, you know, my dad is definitely, uh, you know, he's definitely from the old school, which I think is probably the best school there is. Uh, so I've been really lucky to be around that and, and just, you know, fight for what, fight for what you believe in and, you know, not taking no for an answer. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, we both love playing bad guys and, you know, characters with an edge. So. I think there's something that runs in the family there. Well, I think that's probably right. You know, I've interviewed your father several times over. I've been doing radio oh, and podcasting for about 53 years now, so I've pretty much talked to everybody ever born, I guess, I, you know, at, at some point. I, I did find it interesting. The last couple of times that I interviewed your father, he, he had a woman with him, and I would ask a question, and then she would ask him the question, which I thought was <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. I was like... Because they didn't tell me there were going to be two people. I just thought it was going to be Martin and go on from I mean, it didn't bother me. Don't get me wrong, not, not at all. But, but it was kind of, kind of cool in the way. Was it maybe over it, Zoom or was it a phone call? I do not remember that because was, it was a couple of years ago. But uh, he's always been a very, very good interview, very interesting guy. I, I would say, wouldn't you say your father's a very interesting person? Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying that. He, he truly is. I mean, you know, we have very deep conversations about life and history mm-hmm. and you know, the way of the world, and and uh, he, he's definitely not your average Joe, you know, walking down the street. He looks at life a little bit differently, and, um, you know, if you just start a conversation with him, you'll, you'll go down those roads with him. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, I mean, you just basically said exactly what I went through because, uh, and I shouldn't say went through, once I experienced is a better way to put it. I just, like I said, I like I like people who don't just come on, though, the great thing about that is to show that he cared about the interview, like you you have so far this morning. The ones that I have a problem with is the people go, yes, no. It's like, wait a minute. You wanted me to book you as a guest and you won't talk to me? That's very interesting. Yeah, I can't stand that. I, I, I don't even, I don't like tolerating that kind of stuff. Even when I see that kind of mentality on set, I, I nip it in the butt really quickly. Um, I just don't. I don't appreciate that stuff. You know, making film and television is already hard enough as it is. If someone's being like a diva or, a, you know, so, someone's got an ego or something, I, I immediately try to check them because there's just no place for that. I don't care how famous you are. It doesn't matter. Like, we're all here to do something great, and people are working hard to make you look great and special. And so I'm, I'm someone who's, you know, especially, you know, learning from my dad, you know, I, I'm someone who grew up in the business, so seeing anything like that, even on radio shows or podcasts, I just think mm-hmm. it's really disrespectful. No, I don't think there's any question. Well, let me let me put it this way: I, I would, uh, after talking to you, I hope you do come back because I'd love to talk to you again uh, anytime. As a matter of fact, but 
Your mother and father oh, did a hell of a job, hell of a job raising you, Jesse. You're a good guy. Oh, you do a good interview. That. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and you know, I want everybody to check out um, my new Western that just came out with my dad. It's called Far Haven. They can uh, pick up the DVD at Walmart. It's also available on Amazon and iTunes right now. Far Haven. Well, that wasn't that wasn't on the descriptor. It's called Far Haven. Yes, yes. It's a great, a great new Western that we just did, and it's a, it's a really good one. Okay, I'll close out with that that voice again. If you're in it, I'll watch it. What do you think? <laughs> I like that. Check out Far Haven. On demand now. On demand now. Thank you, sir. Great interview, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Jesse Cove, ladies and gentlemen, talking about Magna P.I. He's got Far Haven. His new movie's out. Semi-handsome fella. You see his picture? Yeah, he's pretty dashing, I would say. (laughs) I would say he's a pretty (laughs) handsome guy, you know. But, yeah, I mean, his father was an interesting guy to interview. And what's nice about that is you got a second-generation actor, his father very well-known, obviously, but it just kind of shows that his mother and father did a hell of a job raising him because he's not an arrogant prick at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's refreshing. A lot of times you get that second or third generation, it's like, oh, don't you have an edge to you. Oh, absolutely. You hear, I mean, all the time you hear, you know, they grew up with money, they feel entitled and all of that, and it yep. doesn't, he doesn't have any of those qualities. He does not. He was great. Jesse Cove, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, I love Magnum P.I. anyway. It's a great show. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. yeah. And I'm so. going to have to check out this other movie. I, I love I Westerns, so Far Haven yeah. is going to be moving to the top of my list. i got to be honest with you. I, what is that? Because I love Westerns, too, and I don't know why. I, I just don't love know. them. I don't know. I just saw, I like, like, Cowboys and Pirates have always, like, got me. So anything around yeah. those two, like, well, sign me up. I wonder if it's because it's not really covered in school so you don't like dive into the american west in as much detail so it feels right. almost more like a fairy tale and you forget that oh no this was a real yeah. time in american <laughs> history yeah absolutely so if you guys do like western did you watch bass reeves no Mm-mm. oh give it a war it's a true story about the first black sheriff in the south hmm. it's really good it's a it's a western and the casting is perfect Really, really good stories, yeah. It's called Bass Reeve. I was trying to think. Well, you can find it. Just type it in. It'll tell you where it is and all the rest of it. But, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to take a break here. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Look at the the lineup. we got Kristen Burt. we got Tim Lammers. We'll be right back right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, i got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, moved them to plow, and reparked them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, 
a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah no, so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow Sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. What do you think of that action? Um, you haven't heard from Kristen Burt yet? Oh, there she oh, is. She yeah. did bump we, up there. We, we, are, we got her. There you are. I've been here for like five minutes. Head of your last segment. I didn't have that knowledge. What a nice guy Jesse Cove is. Did you listen to the interview? I literally caught it as he was like, goodbye, thank you. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Do you yeah. know him at all? Martin Cove, obviously, his father. But Jesse, what a straight ahead. Because once in a while, and I know, Kristen, you've been through this. I should mention this. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. But you, in your career, many times, I'm sure, interviewed people who would be the son of or the daughter of or whatever, and they have this attitude like, well, let's see. Um, my mother, my father was a very, very popular big shot, so I think I'll be a prick to everyone. Sometimes they don't want to talk about their parents at all because I know. The, the Nepo baby label just, it's its a struggle for them. And I, I understand, like, so many doors open for them in their career, but at the same time, once the doors are open, they're fighting those mm -hmm. open doors the whole time. So its it's really a challenge, but... Um, I just want to say I covered Martin Cove during Dancing with the Stars. He did oh, it a God. seasons ago. Uh, but I have to say I'm a huge Cobra Kai fan. So I would, I mean, he couldn't really dance, but he was so sweet and was up for the challenge, even if, you know, he didn't really learn how to waltz. But <laughs> Are they going to come back with the sixth season or is it the seventh season? I know, they have one There's more one season, final season remaining. That's, that's right. And it's the yes. sixth season, I think. Sixth, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Catherine and I watched that show too. And I was. I'm kind of shocked that I watched that show because I don't usually like like you know karate shows with high schoolers and that kind of thing. <laughs> you guys ever watch that show, uh, Cobra Kai? No, I'm obsessed. I, I was kind of in the same boat as you, Tom. I was like, I saw the movie. I don't don't think I need to see a TV show, but hearing the reviews of it, it might be something I want to check out. Yeah, I've heard yeah. nothing but good stuff. Like that's, it it seems like one of those they're making it just for the sake of like. The name recognition and you know the Karate Kid. Let's you know let's cash in while we can. But I've heard nothing but good stuff, so I need to check it out. The writing is smart, and if you've watched, I would highly suggest at least watching the first Karate Kid if you haven't watched it before mm -hmm. or refresh yeah. yourself. Yep. You just need the first movie's fine, and then you just go into it because there's some nostalgia things, some callbacks, and things mm. like that. But what really got me is the stunt work is astonishing on this i am not an action person at all and it is mm -hmm. beautiful to watch they really showcase karate in in a wonderful way yeah no question about it it's it's it is a good show um but no i was i was very I, i'll move on i know i'm dwelling a little bit but the, jesse cove he really impressed me because once in a while because his da dad does have an edge to him he's a very nice guy but he does have an edge right Definitely on camera. His yeah. characters always are the villain, but 
He's he's a very nice guy in person. See that I'm I believe that 100% after talking to his son because his son's a great guy. First time I ever talked to him. Really, really decent person. Um, I was just telling these guys about Bass Reeves. We finished, uh, Catherine and I finished the series. Have you seen it, Kristen? Um, I've seen a couple of episodes, but I haven't finished the season or anything else like that. But Because uh, I've literally done three award shows in eight oh, days. Thank you very God. much. I was up oh, last night. <laughs> I wrote 11 articles yesterday. So if oh. I look a little tired today. <laughs> you, you look great. Nope. Or if I have carpal tunnel syndrome, you all know why. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're covered. You're good to go. You look great. There's no, no question about it. No, you know, it, was, it was a long day. And I had ra- a couple radio hits, too, for the Emmys. And it was it was super fun. But it was it, it's to do three large shows because it was Critics' Choice, Golden Globes, and the Primetime Emmys in that short span. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Primetime Emmys were from 2023, left over from the strike. So we'll have another oh, Primetime Emmys. Sure in eight months so we'll be back here very soon you'll be tired Um, again we'll be tired again but just uh it's really unusual but some of the stars that had to attend all three shows you could tell there was a little bit of fatigue last night what do you think of the emmy choices on succession you know there were three shows that won and that's pretty much it it Mm -hmm. it looks it was succession it was the bear and it was beef so those are the shows that hollywood sort of like crowned for 2023 all I loved all three shows. To be honest, mm-hmm. I thought the wins were all justified, including Succession. And I want to say that that was probably the best Emmys we have seen in a decade. Because it I was seventy fifth anniversary. Did you watch Tom? Mm-hmm. You watched the show last night. Yeah. You never watch award. Is anyone I'm else shocked like yeah, me? What is, I thought the, I was like I must have heard him wrong because I think he said yes. Wait, I have to play. I doubled back. Wait, I you doubled know, back. You know why though? I watched it because I'm I'm a big fan of Succession. Uh, plus, I have a you know. I do actually. I like all three shows to tell you the truth, but Succession I really like because Kieran Culkin is a very, very special guy in reality and on screen. What a prick he is on that show. It's phenomenal. And he's so adorable in person. Yeah, like, yeah he is. You just know he's fun to hang out with. <laughs> um, I thought that the callbacks, all in the nostalgia, like some of the TV reunions, whether mm-hmm. it was All in the Family or Martin or they did um, Ally McBeal, they were all great because it was the 75th anniversary. It completely makes sense. The in memoriam I thought was done very tastefully. Sometimes they they try and do something really different, and you're like, oh, that that was cringe. <laughs> um, and and Christina Applegate like getting out there and crying and then making everyone laugh at the same time was just a really great moment. Right, no question about that. So yes, I I, I confess I did watch. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched some of it and quite a bit of it actually. And it's I think well, Catherine and I really really like Succession a lot. And, you know, Ali Wong, uh, I've always enjoyed her. She, she's a wonderful, nice, very she, nice person. Ali Wong had, um, and I don't know who the E! interviewer was, but she's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And obviously interviewing Ali Wong was kind of like a dream come true for her. Right. And I have to say, the, the stand-up comedian was very nervous and was kind of making jokes. But Ali, like, went with it. What did a, a, exactly like a yes and and kind of added to it or quipped back and mm-hmm. made her feel so comfortable. And I was like, that was so gracious of her because it was clear that like she was interviewing her idol. And I was like, it just made me love Ali Wong even more because some celebrities will just railroad you if you're nervous or you ask a question or you trip or or a joke lands flat. 
And Allie just was like, I'm here for you. I got you. And uh, it was on E! News. And I thought, yes, that is exactly why Ali Wong deserves all the success because she understands what she needs to do on camera. But there's also that sort of like PR and marketing thing that you need to do to mm -hmm, be really mm -hmm. successful. And mm -hmm. she's got it. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I was thinking about that, um, you know, being around for 53 years doing morning shows and podcasts and stuff. I've interviewed just about everybody that's ever been born. And one thing I really enjoy is that this generation, this current generation, has really stepped up and they're really good. You know, because in reality, this generation is much more reserved than we were. They, while being reserved, they're also very judgmental, don't you think? I don't think we're judgmental. I would say that that younger generations are just calling out what's wrong and trying to make it right. And that would be judgmental. Because In a good way, though. Well, we'll see if you were right about it being wrong or not, though. That's the problem. Right? Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me you're 21 years old? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm not. I'm saying I'm Gen X. I'm Gen X. That's not a secret. But and I but I think like that I, but I think it's interesting watching millennials but particularly Gen Y of them just saying, "Nope, not going to accept that in the workplace." Which, you know, I feel like Gen X was like, "Yeah, this isn't a good idea." Maybe like planted the seed, you mm. know, and then millennials like took it a couple more steps, but Gen Y is like, "We're running the marathon." And we're not going to stop mm -hmm. until it's done. And I really appreciate that about Gen Y. As long as they deliver on it. Yeah. Well, and kind of like Chris is kind of piggyback on what you're saying. Like the, I feel like it, you went from being like, no more is it, well, because it, it's always been this way. So this is the way it's always going to be. Like they go like, well, just because it was that way doesn't mean that's, we can make it better. Like they're so like, I feel like that's kind of the route that they take. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just simple things like, how women are treated in the workplace. A lot of the sexual harassment, even I went through in, in all sorts of facets when I worked in a restaurant and when I worked in a movie theater oh, sure. and whatever to yep. the entertainment industry, it's, it's all happened. And um, even just those, those even small imperceptible changes in addition to all the big sweeping changes, but the small ones of feeling empowered to just say, you can't say that. Mm -hmm. No, or I'm not going to go with that or stop it. So I think that that has shifted, and that stuff is good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So got about a minute. Any closing shows you're going to tell me about that I <laughs> will really enjoy? Yeah, just a couple of things uh, to look out for. Um, in the late night space, After Midnight premieres tonight. Okay. And that takes J James Corden's spot, if everyone remembers that on CBS. Mm -hmm. And it's from the old Comedy Central kind of game show. But Taylor Tomlinson... We got a female in late night. This is her big night tonight. So we'll see how that goes and see how that shakes up the ratings. Um, there's a great June Carter Cash documentary. If anyone is interested in country music, it's on Paramount Plus. Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson, Reese Witherspoon's all in it, which is really amazing. And it's the season finale of Fargo tonight. Ooh. A season finale. I'm, we actually just finished season four, which was phenomenal. And we're going to start season five now, and the last one's on tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah, for season five. So perfect for you, because now you can just dive into the whole season and not have to worry about waiting for another episode. That's exactly right. But I tell you what, that show, that you know, those boys are from Minnesota, the Cohen brothers from Minnesota, and uh, I've pretty much enjoyed everything they've ever done. They're really, really good. 
They're so talented. Yep. They're dark humor. They do dark humor in, in such a way that you're like, I'm not upset that I just laughed at something that was so horrific. <laughs> yeah, there's a good way to put it. People are right. in a wood chipper. No big deal. Yeah. We will, we're going to talk to you tomorrow, I hope. Yes, I will be back on Wednesday. Right. Thanks very much. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Timmy Lammer is going to join us in a couple of minutes, so let uh, me know when he's... He what? actually is not. He's going to be on for the family hour, he said. There well, was, there, we there was some a, sort of We had yeah, a last-minute schedule yeah. uh, that happened during your talk with Kristen. That, uh, oh, so you guys just dropped the ball. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you to, yes, yeah. I've got, yeah. I got Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah, I dropped the ball <laughs> all, over the, all over the studio. Uh, we're fine. Like, I, I, this is going to be interesting because podcasts should be about an hour and a half long at the most, hour yeah. 35, something like that. So to do a three-hour one, thank you for your patience through all that stuff, but we tried to get everything in there we possibly could. And then the idea from day one was to cut it about in half because uh, I think it was as a favorite to me transitioning from doing a morning show for, God, that morning show at one point was five hours long. That's insane. Yeah. It was a long morning show, man, I'll tell you that. But yeah, to, to they gave me that 10-month period where I kind of segued from, I did radio into doing a radio-length podcast. Now the podcast is the length it should be. It's an hour and a half long. There's going to be a 15-minute break between this show and then the family podcast, which is, it runs about 55 minutes, something like that. So we are right where we need to be, thank God, and thanks to everybody over at Hubbard. And I mean, not Amy and Dan, but everybody else, right? Yeah, right. that, that means I'm included, so you're welcome, Tom. <laughs> that means I'm included, so therefore, why aren't you a big shot? Oh, no, uh, I just, you know. No, I, I just, I think it's, <laughs> look, I, to, to sit here and schmooze with people and all the rest of it, and I did like the fact that when I came on this morning, I talked about the fact that, that while watching, and it did strike me last night while watching the, uh, the caucus, the Iowa caucuses, that... And I don't think all generations ever did this, that it is time to pass the baton. I mean, I, you, you should definitely vote. I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. But basically, I think um, people, there's a middle generation and a much younger generation now voting. And I do think, it's not that I'm not going to vote. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm still going to vote. But to have a political, you know, like I said, I've, I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican. I'm pretty much a centrist now. Um I think what got me there was stuff I didn't like about both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things about both parties I never really cared for. Uh, I don't like extreme politics, either way left or way right. I'm not a fan of that at all. But I can't see you guys liking that much either. No. Like, anytime there's, you know, the extreme, hey, we're all going to do that, like, leave me out of that. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I just, I kind of like it. It's going to be interesting watching this election. Um... It sure does appear that it's going to be President Biden and former President Trump running against each other. Uh, in your age bracket, what do you think of that? you got a couple of guys. One's already 80. The other one would be 80 uh, in office. What do you guys think of that? It, I think it's terrible. Like it's <laughs> well, be honest though. Yeah. Be honest with me. What are your no, real feelings? Right? No, I, I, I just I don't know. I think they're just. If they were each, you know, 10 years younger, I think it would change a lot. But they just are old and they don't, they haven't aged well. I feel like their age is yeah. showing. And it's like, you know what, just get, even if somebody that was younger had the same beliefs as both of them, 
it would be more acceptable just because you would feel that there's more hope that they can actually do the job. Like, I don't think they can physically do the job. Yeah, everybody loves, like, in sports, the old crafty veteran that, you know. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with getting the young 26-year-old that can throw 100 miles per hour in there, you know? (laughs) But strike them them out one, two, three. Like, give me somebody who's quick and efficient with their work. Can we get a, yeah, get a young rookie president (laughs) instead of of the aging veteran that we, like, Brett Favre getting off the plane Uh, from Louisiana come save the Vikings. Well, see, and I think that's a very fair assessment. I really do. And it did, and like I said, I, I don't know if it was a coincidence or what the situation was. Um, getting it down to a podcast size show, which I'm, I've been a big fan of, to do again, still doing four hours a day was kind of it. It's a lot of talking. I it will is. tell you that. It is. So to cut it from four hours down to two and a half hours with both shows, plus there's a break between the two shows, it's going to be. Uh, uh, it's much easier to collect your thoughts and get uh, the ideas in your head clear uh, between the shows or before the show or whatever. But So I like it a lot. You did a good job, and we will talk to you tomorrow.